I promise you that being married is not any better than being single. Both are bittersweet in their own way, and I wanted to share with you a little bit of what I am going through at the moment. It's not the worst thing in the world, but it's not the best thing either, and how I am choosing to look at it in hopes that it will kind of pop any illusions you have about how life will be better when you're when you're married. The reality is when you get married, when you're in a relationship, when you're in love, you will continue to be human. And humans experience pain. Humans experience loss, they experience heartache, they experience grief, and your relationship status doesn't change that at all. So I'm going to talk to you. I want to catch you up. It's been a couple weeks since I've recorded a podcast because there have been big transitions happening in my life, and I want to share that with you, and I want to encourage you on your journey. So. Let's begin. Hello, my friend, and welcome to the Forever Love Podcast. I am your host and relationship coach, Lily Matonguiza, and I am here to encourage you on your journey towards Christ-centered love because I believe marriage is worth it. And if you have a calling for it, and by calling, I mean desire for it, then I believe you should throw yourself into it in the most brilliant ways possible. Expose yourself and your heart to all of the emotions that come with doing anything worth doing and embracing the entire spectrum of human emotions and possibilities. So it's been a few weeks and the reason why is because I made the transition from Zimbabwe where I was living with my husband and our two kids to Canada where my parents live. I brought the girls with me, Chipo and Cheeto, and they just started school. We came about, oh, what's today? The 13th. We we flew out on the 1st of April, and it has been a bit of a whirlwind. We were also at the exact same time moving houses in Zimbabwe because I plan to go back in the relatively <laughs> near future and that being like next season. So we're doing a season here and that's kind of vague because we haven't set the dates yet. But I know towards the end of Canadian summer around August, uh, I will be heading back to Zimbabwe and there's still a lot of stuff up in the air. So the end of March, we were leaving our little flat and moving into a house, a house that I will not be living in until I get back to Zimbabwe. And so there's there's just been a lot going on. And the reality is that my family and my husband is the priority. I love sharing these episodes with you. I love recording. I love coaching. I love inspiring and encouraging all that good stuff. But life life happened. 
And so it's been a couple weeks and I've missed you. I've been thinking about you and I've been thinking about the lessons I'm learning and how I can share them with you. And I was talking to one of the women I coach and she was shocked to hear that my husband stayed in Zimbabwe and I came here on my own with the girls and that I'm living at my mom's place and all these things. She's like, how could you, how, how is that possible? How could you like let the person you're, you would love be on the opposite side of the world? Why would you volunteer for that? Because this isn't the first time, like two years ago at the start of COVID, this happened. Well, I decided I would come visit my mom with the girls. It was supposed to be a, a couple weeks trip. It ended up being eight months because of all the lockdowns. And the first time we did it, I really suffered. Like, I was devastated that this was happening. I was devastated that I couldn't go back. I felt very much the victim of COVID and all of the circumstances were against me. I was mad about it. I. I just really did not have the mindset to be able to enjoy the experience in any sense of the word at all. And this time, I'm coming here and doing pretty much the exact same thing. Because I was more in control of it, and I was choosing it, we chose to come in uh, April and skip a lot of winter because I'm not a big fan of winter. I'll be honest. Now that I have enjoyed the African climate and living in like no more than 34 and no less than 14 degrees most of the year, I I definitely prefer it. I've experienced both extremes. I mean, when I met my husband, we lived in the Arctic and I did about seven winters there where it literally gets down to below minus 40 degrees Celsius, feels like minus 55. The experience of that is it, it's the cold is so cold, it is sharp. It like, it's cold enough to burn and you are very much at risk of losing fingers and toes and earlobes and stuff like that. Livingston still has a toe he can't feel. And the option of being in Africa, even like during times when I, I might be able to appreciate snow, like Christmas time, Africa really is the better option. I love it there. I really do. And there are days when I don't love it there. If you go back just a few episodes, you will hear me rant about all the things I don't like about Zimbabwe and how difficult it is to be there and how much I wish I was in Canada. Now that I'm in Canada, I can, you know, with a little bit of distance, you get a little bit more perspective. I can see the things that I love in and about Zimbabwe. And so I'm sharing this with you because I believe and I know that our thoughts are super powerful and the stories we are telling ourselves about what we're experiencing are, it is the story that shapes our experience, not the experience itself. Okay, so when I am thinking about being away from my husband, like I said, last time this happened, I really suffered because I felt like we were apart. I felt like we're not together. I was 
very stuck in a literal definition of togetherness, meaning being in the same place at the same time. And it took a lot of work, like deliberate and intentional work to redefine the word together in my mind. And now I've done that work. I'm on the other side of that. I'm like, we are together no matter what. And I can see what we're doing here, him being there in Zimbabwe, setting up that new home, working and laying the groundwork for our future and creating this possibility where we have the option to be in Canada or Zimbabwe whenever we want. Like that kind of option does not come by default. It's something that we've deliberately decided and chosen and work towards each and every single day and make sacrifices towards and also recognize that this is what we want. Sometimes we think that if we're sacrificing something, we have to suffer while we're sacrificing. And that's not the, the, the suffering in sacrificing is optional. Like it is a sacrifice for me to come over here and be away from him. And it's, I can make it harder on myself. I can feel the loneliness. I can feel the missing him and make it mean I made the wrong choice or make it mean I'm doing something I shouldn't or I'm upset and I'm I'm going to be stuck in this situation and it's like against me now. Or I can, and this is what I've been doing, and it's it's caught me by surprise how good it feels to miss him. I've been driving around in my mom's car and listening to my own music because when you're married, you, at least me, I stopped listening to a lot of my own playlists and we more have like family playlists. Like when we're in the car, we we listen to Encanto a lot from the girls and we listen to musical soundtracks and we each get to kind of like add our own little flavor of what we like and it's family appropriate and it's a variety mix of different things. But I've been driving around by myself because when I'm in Zimbabwe, I don't drive. When I'm in Canada, I do all the driving and I love it. I love just driving and listening to my own music. I've been listening to Mumford and Sons and reading The Outlander at the same time. And somehow it's like breaking my heart. But in a really good way. It's like a good hurt. And I am making it mean when I'm feeling that missing feeling, like that longing, that desire, that loneliness, I'm making it mean I love him so much. And I have the option, like when I think about how I'm going to deal with that longing that missing that like empty feeling it's not a good feeling like don't get me wrong this is a uncomfortable feeling in my body but I can just like tell myself a story about it that is empowering rather than making it worse I don't have to compound my pain with 
lot of pity, a lot of indulgence, a lot of like, <laughs> and that doesn't mean I don't get upset about it. It just means that I like say yes to it because as I'm away from him, I have, and I'm missing him. I want to love him more. I want to love him at the deepest level possible. And my brain thinks I can't because he's not here to receive my love. And I think about the love languages, right? Like acts of kindness, acts of, or acts of service, quality time, gifts, uh, those kinds of things, touch. And I'm like, I can't, I can't give you anything. I can't touch you. I can't spend quality time with you. So how can I love you more when you're way over there? And I've been coming up with some interesting solutions, some creative solutions. And I was thinking about how do I want to be loved by him right now? And one of the things I want right now, when I asked myself that question, I was like, I want words of affirmation. I want him to say certain things. I want him to text me certain things. And I want to feel loved through his words because that's what's available most readily. But at the same time, I know that he is really, really busy and we have a six hour time difference between us right now. And when it's his downtime, like later in the evening, I'm super busy. The kids have just gotten home from school and I've got to make supper. It's not a good time for me to get on the phone and have a chat with him. And when it's my downtime, it's like two or three in the morning for him. And so we haven't had many phone calls. We've only talked to each other on the phone since I left once. And we've been sending sporadic little test, uh, text messages and little video messages. And we're keeping in touch, but it's a far cry from waking up beside the man every morning, right? Like there's a huge difference. When we're together, we wake up we go for a long walk together. We talk all the time. He comes home. We talk some more. Like we're very, very, very involved. And when we're on opposite sides of the world, we really don't have that opportunity. And I was thinking about all of the women throughout the centuries who have had to spend significant amounts of time away from the person that they love because their husband went off to war or had to travel somewhere else and would be gone for extensive periods of time. And that that is part of marriage. Marriage is not about being together all the time. It's about loving somebody who's gone and far away from you right now and keeping the home fires burning, even if you're the one who moved to a different home and how that happens. So one of my creative solutions, because I was thinking, I want to hear him say these things. I want to hear from him. I want him to say this. And so I wrote myself a love letter from him. And I'm, I'm actually going to read it to you. So hang on. Okay, so I'm sharing this with you because I think it's something you can use in your own life. If there's something you want to hear from somebody else, whether it's your future husband or someone you're interested in right now or a family member or a friend, do yourself 
the courtesy of writing the letter for them and understanding for yourself what it is you long to hear. So, and give yourself permission to be corny, cheesy, whatever. Like, what do you want to hear? Be honest with yourself about the words that you need to hear. So this is what I I wrote on his behalf to me. I said this, I love you. I'm so proud of the way you confidently move towards hard things and shoulder challenges with strength, grace, and dignity. I love how well you mother our girls, how you make sure they have everything they need. They're well-dressed, fed, and loved. I love that you spend hours in books, helping others and learning. You have a brilliant mind and a beautiful body. I'm glad you are free to be as healthy as you can there. Enjoy your top quality coffee and big salads. Thank you for being so exceptional with money and resources. Everything in your hands grows. You have a gift for saving what is good and multiplying it. Thank you for being generous with our dreams. You always find ways to make it happen. I know you'll do anything you set yourself to do. I know that you love with all your heart and how much you miss me. I miss you too. I'm working hard to make a home for you here. I want you to have a good life here in Zimbabwe, and I'm putting everything in place. There will be a pool and a hammock, a new fresh car and fresh sheets. We will be able to go where we want and enjoy ourselves. In the meantime, take care of yourself. Enjoy your time away and come back with wonderful memories. Give the girls all my love and kisses. Love, love. So, it's I know, it's a little bit tacky and it's beautiful, right? Like, that's what I need from him. And the truth is I don't really need him to say it, but I need to hear it. Does that make sense? You don't need other people to tell you that you're beautiful, that you are worthy, that you are special and exceptional and brilliant, that you are a gift, that you are the answer to their prayers. But you need to tell yourself that. You need to hear it. And if nobody is saying it to you, Tell it to yourself. Tell yourself you are brilliant and exceptional and let yourself believe it. Confirm it with yourself. I have been thinking a lot about the line, the verse that says, every knee shall bend and every tongue shall confess that the Lord Jesus is Christ that he is the Lord. And I've been thinking about the difference between affirmations and confessions. Because sometimes in the work that I do and talking about like the power of your thoughts, we will try to repeat affirmations in order to combat or eliminate the negative thoughts that we have. And that doesn't work. Um, When I was coaching this week, someone was saying, like, I need to eradicate these negative thoughts that I have about myself and about my future and about men. And once I eradicate them, I will I will be able to receive my my marriage. And that's 
that's not true. You don't have to eradicate the thoughts. You just have to stop believing them. It's okay that you have negative thoughts. I have lots of negative thoughts. I can imagine the worst case scenario pretty easily. I'm like, what if World War III breaks out? What if he gets into a car accident? What if the plane falls out of the sky? What if like there's I can imagine the worst case scenario and the worst case scenario is usually like <laughs> he dies and I grieve and feel like my heart is being ripped out of my chest and it would just be absolutely phenomenally awful. And I also I'm very intentional about consciously and continuously telling myself about the best case scenarios because they're equally possible and really like not even equally. There's I am actively working towards creating the best case scenarios in our lives and putting all of my time, energy, and effort into those. And I give very little airtime to the worst case scenario. Yes, they pop up, the thoughts are there, but I also just remind myself they're just thoughts. Yes, there is power in the confession. And and notice the difference between an affirmation, something we affirm, something we say that we believe, and a confession. When we confess something, we are admitting that we know that a thing is true. We can confess our faith in Christ. We can confess that he is God. And someday everybody will not just affirm it. They won't just say it. We won't all just repeat it. But every tongue will confess that he is Lord. That means deep down, you will know that you know that you know. And so I want to encourage you, what do you want to confess? Confession, we we think about like talking about the things we've done wrong, like confessing our sins. But what if you can also confess the things that you know are true, but are hard to believe, the things you want to believe, but like, and this is where the mind of Christ, like adopting the mind of Christ, sometimes there is truth that will set you free, but you haven't gotten to the place where you believe it yet. So for example, we, you, I might know that you don't have to earn love, that love isn't supposed to be, isn't meant to be an earned thing. Like we earn respect, but love we are all 100% lovable. You are 100% lovable, but we don't always feel that lovable. And we have been, our experience might have taught us that you have to earn someone's love. You have to earn their attention. You have to earn their favor. And, and so we can spend a lot of time doing these people-pleasing acts to try and earn that love. But the truth is, the truth that is hard for us to confess is that we are loved. We are constantly 
at the receiving end of so much love. I know that God is loving me all the time. Like that is something I know to be true, but I don't experience it very much. I'm just being real with you. The reality is most of the time I am completely oblivious to the love of God. I am going about my life, doing my thing, trying my best, completely oblivious to what is going on. And it's kind of like being in the cellar of a house and knowing that it's sunny outside. Like I know the sun is shining, but I got so much going on around me and I am like in the depths of my cellar and there are several layers of floors and walls and rooms between me and the outside where the sun is shining that I, I'm not, I'm not feeling it. I'm definitely not getting a sunburn down there. But I have that option. I have that opportunity. At any given time, I am 100% free to get up, get out of there, and go spend some time basking in the sunlight, basking in the truth. I can let it pour over me. I can let it sink into my skin. And you have that opportunity as well. And so I'm asking you, what are you longing to hear? What are you longing to confess? What do you want to spend more time intentionally thinking and believing? Because it takes intentional time and effort. It requires you to embrace all of those emotions like heartache. And and only when you stand up and come face to face with some of those emotions and choose to like totally allow them to be there, do you discover that they're not so bad. I often think about emotions as musical notes as tones and bells that ring that we have thoughts and then that thought is like the hammer that hits a bell and we can learn to identify the different notes we can learn to cultivate the notes like the fruit of the Holy Spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, goodness, kindness, faithfulness, and self-control. We can learn to play that melody, but we're always going to have to like find ways to harmonize with some of the deeper tones, some of the lower notes. And we might not love those sounds, but we can make room for them in our symphony. We need the full spectrum of human emotions in order to have a full life. And we know that Christ experienced the full spectrum of human emotions. He did not just play the top half of the scale, the positive, happy, good feelings stuff. He went full. He went deep and he went high, and he embraced the entire human experience. All the love, all the shame, all the pain, all the rejection, all the joy, all the celebration, all the disgrace, all of it. 
He said yes to it. And you can too. And that's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying. I'm not that good at it, but I'm trying to be an example of what's possible. And I'm trying to let you know that achieving your God-given desire and getting married is not the end of the journey. That is just the beginning of a whole new journey. And it's not better than where you're at right now. It's different. It comes with its whole new spectrum of emotions and experiences and ways to feel about it, just like where you're at right now does as well. But give yourself a chance to have that other experience, not a better experience, but a different experience. You've had the single experience. And sometimes I talk to women who want to be in a relationship, but don't want to go for it, fail, and end up where they are now. They're like, this sucks. I feel heartbroken. I just got over a relationship. I just spent like six months recovering from like total knockdown. And I don't want to do that again. So rather than give myself the opportunity to experience love, I'm just going to stay where I'm at because I would not want to be where I'm at again. Which is interesting, right? Like, why? Why Why not create the opportunity? You're already where you're at, but you're afraid of ending up back where you're at. It doesn't have to be that way. You could say yes to both. Yes, this is hard. And I would like to have that and it's okay if I come back to this. And it's okay if I possibly achieve that as well. Saying yes to the possibilities, embracing all of it, that is where real life happens. That is where faith happens. Not in the guarantee of getting a thing. Faith, that doesn't require any faith. Like if you were guaranteed a husband, if you were guaranteed a happy marriage, That requires no faith on your part whatsoever. Just go along and do the thing and be happily married. The reality is this life is set up in such a way that it requires enormous amounts of faith to do hard things without the guarantee of success. But if you're afraid of failing, you can't have the thing that you want. Well, hang on. Let me let me back that up. If you're letting the fear of failure stop you from taking action, you can't have the thing that you want. But if you can be afraid, let that feeling sit with you, work with it, work through it, show up anyways, show up scared, show up awkward and confused and brave and vulnerable and messy, then you can have the thing. Maybe at least you can create the possibility of having the thing, but you can't get it from sitting back and hoping like hope. Hope is good. We have to have hope, but hope without action just makes you sick, right? 
but that desire, that desire drives you forward. So we, we got to move from hope into desire because desires fulfilled. That is a beautiful thing. And I want to help you create that. I am here for you. I am here to coach you. I am here to support you. If you are looking for somebody to talk to about this journey, about your experience, about where you're headed, about what you want to create, I am your person. Please come, let's chat about it. Let's work through it. Let me coach you on it. Let me coach you on how to show up and be brave and do hard things and fall down and get back up. Because that's what I love doing. I love teaching the ways in which we give birth to possibilities, not guarantees, but possibilities, and that that is more than enough. And if you create enough possibilities for yourself, you will have a beautiful life no matter what. Not an easy life, not a life, not an easy, like simple, safe life, but a worthy life, a life that is rich, a life that is nourishing, a life that has a meaning. So if that's what you're keen on, I'm here for you. We're going to be going through a new round of the 31 day challenge. We did that in March. It was awesome. I still have not really gotten back into Facebook and Instagram. It has been such a relief to step away from social media and stuff and have some quiet time to work through all of these things. And I'm coming back with fresh ideas and fresh things I want to share with you. I have so much that I want to pour out and into your life. Um, Lots of new podcast episodes coming up. The 31 day challenge, we're going to do it again every month that has 31 days. So I hope you will join us. There's going to be links in the show notes and ways to register for that. It is $31 for 31 days to keep you on track as you disconnect from the online world for a minute so that you can reconnect with yourself, with God, with your desires for love and relationship and create the possibility of meeting someone in the real world and organically. I I really want to f- collect some of the ladies who did the challenge last month and get them on the podcast because I've talked to them a little bit um, one-on-one and they have so much awesomeness to share in their experience. And I want you to hear about it because it's it's amazing. And it's hard to realize. We don't realize how much time and energy our little devices can drain from our lives. They're like little vampires. And how much like all the bad news constantly washing over us really is exhausting and painful and steals the energy we need to create change in the world. We need to put it down and stop consuming it for a minute so we can actually find creative solutions for helping, for serving, for loving and showing up in a way that makes it possible for things to be different. And that can't happen when we're totally sucked into consuming all the information and swiping and judging and all that stuff that happens very easily. Like the online world is set up to easily allow for all that stuff. And so it it can be really restorative to take a break. And so I want to make that available every month that has 31 days because I think we all need to unplug and unwind every now and then. And I hope you will 
do that with us. And I've got new coaching hours since I'm in a different time zone now. So I encourage you, invite you to come check that out and come coach with me because you can achieve your God-given desire. You can be a Christ-centered wife. And I believe you're already well on your way. I can just help you straighten out your path a little bit and direct you and give you the encouragement to keep going when it's hard and when it's scary and when it's lonely and painful and you're having a lot of very human emotions. I'm here for you to help you work through those things rather than get consumed by them or stuck in them. So if you would like my help, head over to Proverbs2426.com and you will have all of the things not the website available at your fingertips. But there, if you're particularly interested in hiring me as your coach, you can go over to the Get Coached tab and schedule a coaching consultation where we'll talk about, it's like a quick 10, 20 minute call about what it would look like for us to work together and how to set that up. So if that's something you're keen on, I would love to discuss it with you and look forward to celebrating your love life and making it even more lovely. Until next week, God bless you. Bye for now. 